The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live, turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on AM Live. It's time now for the Forum at 8. And today our focus will be on Aliwal North in the Eastern Cape. The religious community in that town is battling um, a unique problem in that uh, they are home. They have now had to provide a home for more than 60 children of school-going age who are barred from attending school because they have no birth certificates. Now, some of the children um, are of South African parents who, because of ignorance or for some other reasons, never applied for their children's birth certificates. Um, Some of the other children are children of Basutu, whose parents missed an opportunity to apply for the Lesotho special permits. And then um, these children are between the ages of 8 and 17, and they are not in class and not at school uh, because the schools won't admit them without these birth certificates. So we thought, you know, it's important that we shine a light on the situation to get to the bottom of it, to understand the various nuances at play here and also an understanding of the legalities involved. Uh, So can these uh, schools actually deny children who do not have a birth certificate the right to education? Um, Under which circumstances is that permissible, if at all? So uh, this is what we'll be grappling with this morning. And joining us for the discussion, Reverend Father Joe Kizito, a religious community leader based in Aliwal North, uh, who brought this story to our attention. Um, Father Joe, thanks so much for your time this morning. Yes, good morning, Sakina Kamwendo and all the listeners. And uh, it's quite a wonderful day that we are remembering those soldiers who really perished in the English Channel fighting, dying for human rights and their dignity. And here we are, 100 years, we are still doing the same. So thank you. Thank you. And uh, Liesl Miller, um, who is uh, a lawyer for human rights in our Joburg studio. Thanks for coming through, Liesl. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And uh, we also uh, got uh, Home Affairs spokesperson Maitlome Chwete to speak to us earlier. Unfortunately, he is... uh, on a flight, as we understand, but we did manage to get his sentiments on the story as we had explained it to him earlier on. But perhaps, uh, Father Joe, um, I could start with you uh, to just, you know, explain to us, lay the foundation of what is ap- actually happening in Aliwal North with these affected children. Uh, thank you, SK, and all the listeners and the people in the studio there for Royals for Human Rights. Just to begin with you, just let me locate for you where Aliwa North is, because some people may not know where is this beautiful town. This town is on N6 between Bloemfontein and Queenstown. It's a lovely town, and we are bordered with Lesotho, about uh, 100 kilometers to the border, even less, and... Since the beginning of the year, 2016, we, the Council of Churches, we, the Ministers Fraternal, we always meet as ministers. Once we meet as ministers, we always come with issues that affect the community. So beginning of the year, 2016, we met as the Ministers Fraternal, 
and we've all raised the same issue about children in our congregation, children in the street, children in the homes who were expelled from school, different schools, from 2015 November. But we started to address it in 2016, beginning of 2016. And as you have said in your introduction, we have got four categories of these children. These are children who are born by both South Africans. That's what they claim. We don't have that evidence, but they claim the mother is a South African, the father is a South African. And we have about 14 of those. Then another category we have, both parents are Basutu. Mother is a Musutu, the dad is a Musutu. Those we have about 39. Then we have about 14 of them where one of the parents is or she is a South African. But most of these are men South Africans. So what we did as the Minister's Fratano was to go to these stakeholders, stakeholders who are concerned. And obvious, our number one approach was to go to the schools. To the, we went to the schools. And they really confirmed to us, yes, children were told to leave the school. And then we had to approach our local district office. We went there, and the district education officer, Mr. Nkomana, also affirmed it that it is true. They got a center from the Home Affairs in Stuxpret, where we have our district, urging them not to have children without birth certificates in the school. So we did engage then the district uh, uh, officer, he's called Professor Magadu, and we invited him. He has seen these children. At the moment, they are 66 before they were 50. And nothing has happened until now. Then we went to the legal aid people here. Nothing could be done. They said this is a very difficult issue. We have engaged the social development. We have engaged SASA. And until now, we have not been able to put these children back to school. What is surprising, the Home Affairs said for them to help us, the parents of those children who are born here, they have to bring their mom, their dad, and that child, and they have to go for a paternal test of paying 700 each. Each of the person must go and pay 700. And they have to go to East London, which is about 200 kilometers from our north, or to Port Elizabeth, which is 400 kilometers. And that is impossible for these poor people that we are dealing with. They cannot afford that. So that was the answer from the Department of Home Affairs in Arwanos. At the moment, we are feeding them. They have one building where they are crowded, crowded with one lady who is acting like a teacher. She's not a teacher. And we have to give her... 500 rand, we have to feed these children with bread from our resources as a community of the ministers. That's the background.
to what we are facing with. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, uh, Father Joe. Now, uh, earlier on, we spoke to a spokesperson for Home Affairs, Maithome Chwete, and we asked him what recourse the parents and the children in this instance have when it comes to this crisis. Well, the department um, had a program which was running for quite an extended period called the Late Birth Registration. This was intended for for, for um, those type of cases where people um, had not... Um, come forward or have not registered their children and they could come forward uh, and register their children at a later time. Uh, We ran that campaign for a while and then we began emphasizing that parents must register their children within 30 days. Following that, we obviously haven't ruled out that there might be some people who would apply late. What we do now is we do very rigorous checks and very, very, um, very detailed vetting uh, in regards to those late registrations. In that case, they will probably have to submit DNA. A number of tests will be done to make sure that the child actually belongs to to the parent um, and uh, there isn't a case of, of, um, of rent-a-child or rent-a-parent, uh, which was quite a big phenomenon uh, in the past where people were coming forward and claiming that uh, the parents or the child um, were, were belonging to each other when one was not uh, South African citizen. So we, in, this, in those particular cases where we, we, we have home affairs and hospitals, we have uh, uh, birth registration at, at our offices, we have mobile trucks that go to rural areas, we, we, we take a very harsh stance to, towards people who um, don't register their children uh, within 30 days and then even worse, they, they wait until the child is 18. I think it must be said that parents are putting their child at, at jeopardy when they do that uh, because uh, one may not know what could happen to them and that child will be left without, um, without uh, a documented legal guardian uh, in, the terms of, in terms of government and, and their life could be quite difficult. So. We encourage all parents to make sure that their children are registered within 30 days. If that's not possible, come forward to Home Affairs. We will apply our rigorous checks and make sure that a child that's deserving the South African citizen is given the citizenship they deserve. In the case of children who have now lost both their parents and they live in those child-headed homes as we have a phenomenon in South Africa, what should they do or what should happen? How would these children acquire their um, documentation, if you'd say? Well, if they are South African, we, we would speak to members of the family, we would um, speak to communities, we would speak to uh, schools that they went to, do a number of um, inspections to, to verify that a child is indeed South African. I, I must emphasize this because the assumption sometimes from, from some people is that there are just some children who are undocumented and there's a lot of them who, who are, are, are citizens but are just not given documentation. What we find is that in many instances that people are, are, are coming from bordering countries and they, are, and they are trying to attain South African citizenship and they are claiming to be South African. Um, so, so in 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 all in all instances, um, a, a very rigorous check would have to be done by the South African government to make sure that we don't give citizenship to people who don't deserve it. Because people must understand that South African citizenship is is, is highly 
is highly wanted in um, in 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 Sadak and on the continent and even abroad. Uh, people want to uh, uh, get African citizenship because they can get into schools without paying. They can get access to social grants. They can get um, um, medical medical services. They can get a number of things that our government provides. So it's important for people to to appreciate that our government has to make sure that. Every single child that comes forward claiming citizenship is, in fact, a citizen. Okay, so lastly, let's speak about this case in Alwal North, which is in the Eastern Cape, and we know that it borders Lesotho. Some of those kids have parents who are Basotho, not South African, and they missed the opportunity to apply for their Lesotho special permit. Is there any other way they can now, the children can be documented or get some sort of permit to at least allow them to go to school? No, they're in the country illegally. They're in the country without documentation. So if, if, if we uh, uh, undermine our own laws and regulations and allow people to just uh, be given documentation because they want access to our schools, we are undermining our, our sovereignty as a country. So um, we, we have given uh, the Sutu nationals an opportunity to come forward for an, a, a period of about a year to register themselves, to register their children, if a person did not do that, they, they, they are now subject to deportation. Once they go home, they can apply for other types of permits, they can apply for study permits, and then um, we, can, we can adjudicate whether or not they, 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 they get those study permits. But you must remember, the reason why people want to come and bring their children across the border, not, not only in Lesu, uh, around Lesotho, but also in, uh, in, in, in uh, provinces that are along the borderline with our neighboring countries up north is because they want access to um, schools. So in, in many um, provinces like Mpumalanga, we find a lot of young children whose parents bring them across the border and dump them at schools. Um, and so if, if, we, if we create an incentive for that, we are doing a disservice to child safety. If we, if we say to parents, for free education, for quality free education, you can come across the border and dump your child in South Africa and then it will be our responsibility as government to document that child. You are creating the market for irregular movement. So it, it can't be right for us to say that, um, you know, a child just wants to go to school, let's give her documentation. No. Uh, I think we should uh, all comply with South African laws where we have been understanding, we have been, we have extended ourselves as a country for the Sutra special permit, for the Zimbabwean special permit. But I don't think we should now... Um, just be a, a lawless country that says um, you can just come and dump your, your, your children in South Africa for, for them to get free education. I think it's, it's also unsafe for children to be exposed to that because there will be, there will be a lot of things that children can be subject to, uh, including child pornography, child trafficking, and all types of evil things that we don't want to see ch- children exposed to. And that was Home Affairs spokesperson Maithome Chwete. And uh, Liesl Miller, uh, human rights lawyer, what is your assessment of this situation? Good morning. Um, well, firstly, I think it's important to understand um, who, uh, what the status of these children are. So we can't just assume that because they're undocumented, they are foreign and um, therefore, as I'm afraid, called it um, illegal. Uh, children who are born to South African parents, whether inside or outside of the country, are South African citizens. And this happens automatically whether you have a document or not. So if you have a South African parent, you are a South African citizen, uh, whether you have a document or not. So that's the first important thing to understand. Then. Um, 
children who are born in South Africa to foreign parents are not South African, uh, but they are entitled to a birth certificate. So uh, the law in this country provides that every single child is entitled to a birth certificate if they were born here. So we have a uh, responsibility as a country to document the births that happen in our country, not only uh, for basic services to be provided to them in this country, but if they do go back to their own country of nationality, they will need that birth certificate in order to get nationality there. And um, that will prevent them from becoming stateless uh, or, as some of you said, from becoming uh, trafficked. So be- giving a children birth certificates uh, without discrimination is incredibly important to uh, prevent trafficking and these abuses that they, uh, Home Affairs says they're trying to avoid by not uh, providing birth certificates. Home Affairs also says that in the case of uh, the uh, children of Basutu nationals who are in the country illegally themselves, uh, they are subject to deportation, uh, meaning that their children would have to go with them. So uh, what would the law then dictate in this instance? Is that correct, Mm -hmm. that uh, these children therefore cannot be admitted to any South African school? Well, um, he is uh, is right when he says that if a if a parent doesn't have a document allowing, if a foreign parent doesn't have a document allowing them to be in South Africa, yes, they are subject to deportation. And then um, their children, obviously, it's in the best interest of the child to remain with the parents. The children will normally go with the parents if they are um, going to be repatriated to their country of origin. But while they are here, uh, while they are not being deported or for whatever reason are staying here, they are entitled to all the basic human rights that all of us are entitled to, and. Uh, there have been uh, many cases, uh, you know, st- uh, speaking about this very issue that those basic rights, uh, except for v- rights like voting and those kinds of political rights that South Africans have, all other uh, rights, including human dignity and the right to study, um, going to school, in other words, um, that that is applicable to every single person who is inside the waters of South Africa, whether they have documents, whether they are legal or illegal, as they call it. Um, so the court has previously said that human dignity has no nationality. So for as long as they are here, they are entitled to basic rights, including the right to education. Well, we're discussing a situation in Aliwal North in the Eastern Cape uh, where the religious community have had to step in because there are about 60 children of school-going age who are unable to go to school because they don't have birth certificates. Now, uh, as the situation stands, uh, these children fall into various categories. Some of them are South African, born of South African parents uh, who for one or other reason did not uh, manage to secure a birth certificate for their children. Uh, some of these children are part of child-headed households and the like. And then, of course, there are foreign nationals uh, whereby they are undocumented and subsequently their children are undocumented and Home Affairs explaining what the situation is in that regard. But then, of course, there's also that uh, situation whereby perhaps one of the parents is South African and the other not. And what happens in that instance? Because looking at your comments, uh, it would seem as though uh, you are torn with regard to what needs to happen. But, of course, that's why the law is there. And as Liesl Miller was saying in the meantime even as children and their parents await deportation the law states that they have a right 
to go to school. And really, really interesting comments coming from our listeners on uh, the various platforms, uh, social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook, AM Live on SAFM. If you'd like to comment, please use the hashtag AM Live. And then we also have some messages on the SMS line. That number is 34701. It comes at a cost of one rand. And you can also, of course, give us a call on 891 But uh, tell you what, uh, let me just introduce our, um, reintroduce our uh, panel this morning. Reverend Father Joe Kizito, who's a religious community leader based in Aliwell North, who brought the situation to our attention. And also Liesl Miller, who joins me here in the Joburg studio. She's a lawyer for human rights. Let me just read some of the messages because they are interesting in themselves. Um, Ugly Duckling says... I had to write my exams with my father's ID because home affairs stalled with my birth certificate. So yeah, clearly there's a bigger problem um, at play here. Um, an SMS from Joe in Peter Maritzburg. Joe says, perhaps our home affairs department needs to do more by going out to these various communities and ensuring that each and every child has a birth certificate. Ward counselors could also assist and work with the department in this regard. I could agree with you more Joe and perhaps even a more a better coordinated effort between various departments in order to eradicate this particular problem and then tons of messages from Twitter Nkululego says um, irony here is that Alawal North is a colonial construct uh, so is South Africa Alawal North is Basutu land and Kosnati Wald says many African uh, children have given up on education because of uh, starting school late and because of not having birth certificates. And Dilega uh, says um, government can't be held at ransom because of parents who are irresponsible. Unati Kwaza says... I'm so tired of this government behaving like the apartheid government and breaking the constitution every time. All children have a a basic right to education. Why is this so difficult for home affairs and the Department of Basic Education to understand? Ambro Gino Twina says uh, we must always be cautious in this day and age uh, because people claim to have no birth certificate and home affairs even goes to hospital. Uh, then uh, Tebu Tot says a birth certificate is an administrative issue. Why should that affect the child's education? Home affairs should partner with schools and get kids documented. Uh, not sure why government departments like operating in silos. Kaiser says... Here is a funny thing about our government systems. A piece of paper has more legal rights than an actual human being. Nkosimpile Nkunu says, it's very sad that these kids are not going to school because of birth certificates. Home affairs should go there and issue those certificates. Uh, Tabang says, uh, we left a lot of things for our politicians to solve and we need to reprioritize and be responsible for our children, money and jobs if lucky. Hasina Majid says, the home affairs spokesperson is correct while human rights have their hearts in the right place, we can't undermine South African law. And uh, Violet Rafuto says, uh, SK, uh, when did a piece of paper determine a human being's right to education? Government has serious issues. And a final one from uh, Kolani Mzolo who says, principals who chase away children from schools because of uh, uh, they don't have birth certificates should be proactive. Uh, black children's education 
does also matter. So just some of the comments coming through. Uh, Father Joe, let me just come back to you just to find out what sort of efforts uh, have been made uh, from the side of the schools and the Department of Home Affairs to try and resolve these issues. Uh, Thank you, Sakina and the listeners and your guest there. Uh, the efforts that have really been done uh, by the Department of Education, not mine. As I told you, the local district education officer did visit us. We did go to him. The district director himself did visit these children, and he said he's going to put up a meeting with the MEC. That's since last year, August. Until now, we have failed to secure that. The Home Affairs could not say anything much about from saying we can only help you, ministers fraternal, if you bring this parent with 700 rand each and they have to go for that pattern of test. Now, for you to put the parents first to get them is very difficult. Very difficult to find these fathers who have fathered these children and they have gone away. They have run away. We have a society where we have the absent fathers. Mm. This is one of yep. our phenomena here. Mm. You cannot deny it. Now, for you to look for that father, that's not a, is a task even for we, the ministers, fraternal. We can't look for that. I'm so happy what the human rights lawyer says. Once the children are here, once the children are on South African ground, especially those who are born by the South African, one of the South African parents, they have a right to education. Even those who are from Lesotho, most of these children, we are not talking of people from far away. We are talking of children from Lesotho mainly. So other efforts, I have to tell you in the community, nothing has been done. Our counselor, we have engaged him. And even this week, we are going to have another meeting engaging the counselor. But at the moment, we are stuck. These kids, you go there, they cry. You cry with these kids. They are asking for one thing, education, education, education. They are not asking for food. They are not asking for school uniform. They don't have any grant. We have tried to buy them clothing, whatever, but they like education. And for us, as the council churches, the ministers, it is our responsibility, a moral responsibility, a social responsibility, a community responsibility. We cannot fold our hands on such a day when we are remembering these soldiers going far away to protect the dignity of other people, and we cannot protect our own. It is a very, very sensitive issue. I would like to come back to your guest today also who said we are torn apart. You said we are torn apart. We have had the Home Affairs mm, talking his story. But let us not generalize the whole picture. Mm. Let us categorize these children. If it needs so, let us categorize them. How do you say a person should bring 700 rand who is not working? We had to take some of these parents to Broomfontein for their special permits. When we got there, they have to pay 900 rand pursue to special permits. They, we have called the parents, we have engaged them. I'm telling you, unless Home Affairs 
has to deport a big number in Alwa North, including Stack Spread. They should be prepared to mm. bring as many trucks as possible across the border. And sorry, they will just come back. We need to look at these children. I'm not looking with the pastors. We are not looking at the parents. We are looking at the rights of these children. And that's what we are saying. Who can help us? Sasa told us they can only help these children if they are declared refugees or they are South African citizens. So Sasa, we have approached them. Unfortunately, they could not help. The police is so worried about crime, about human trafficking, about prostitution. These kids, some of them, they turn into 16, 17 years. A majority of them are young girls who are going to be exploited. We are talking of potential citizens. We are talking of respect. We are talking of protection, promoting, fulfilling the dignity of a child. South Africa, we are signing on the African Charter, on the human rights. We are members of the United Nations. Mr. Gigaba produced, the Minister of Home Affairs produced what they call, is it green paper? Is it green paper? Is it white paper? Beautiful papers. Documents. But they are not being acted on. So we are looking for one thing. What the human rights lawyer said, let these children be allowed on Monday, they give the directors of the school that they go back to school until they are deported. That will be fine. That's what we are mm. asking for. Uh, uh, let me just get word from uh, Lise also. So, so what needs to happen in this instance? Okay. Um, yes, we experience the same kind of problems here in Hotting where we have a legal clinic. And most of the issues that we uh, come across is when uh, parents, sometimes parents are not diligent, sometimes they are missing. Sometimes parents are diligent and they are shown away by home affairs because of all kinds of uh, requirements, which in my opinion is not legal, is not required by the Act. This, uh, For instance, this issue of DNA tests. It's not actually a legal requirement. It doesn't appear in the Act uh, for a first registration. Um, it's also applied to foreign parents uh, more than it is to South African parents. Um, and it really is just discriminatory against the child. Um, what is important, I think, here is that, as you said, three, the, the Department of Social Development, the Department um, uh, of Home Affairs and, and, and Education must work together to register these children. And even the Schools Act and regulations tell you that it is uh, a shared burden. Uh, the school um, needs to actually assist the child to be registered. And, I mean, uh, Home Affairs obviously has that responsibility as the custodian of all these identity um, issues. Um, what I would like to suggest, and w- which I think that lawyers in the area can help with, and, and social workers, is that the Children's Court actually is entitled to make an order uh, ordering Home Affairs to register a birth. Um, if there is a service that a child is entitled to, uh, the Children's Court can make an order that that child be registered. Um, the, the Children's Court can make uh, all kinds of... Um, of orders that would help these children and I would encourage social workers um, and the community um, to pursue that and if they need assistance with that uh, they can contact us we have a handbook on that Uh, we have uh, on our website several um, resources about how to assist a child without a document Um, 
So that's what I really can. I would like to work together with these with these people. And I think that there is a legal solution. All of these children, as far as I can tell, are entitled to birth certificates and are being refused. And, and, and if needed, a, a court should be able to resolve it. Well, we're going to take uh, some calls and uh, read more messages. 891 uh, focusing on what's happening in Aliwal North, where undocumented children are being denied a right to education. So we're asking, can the schools deny these children uh, a right to learn because they don't have birth certificates? 891 Peter in Kofimbava, good morning. Hi, Hello, Mama. Yes, I think uh, law should be should be law and should be better practiced in all of us. There is law that is governing the country. If people fail to follow or to do what is required by the law, then the, that the law just should just take its, its course. Uh, our government, we are lucky enough to have SADC. SADC has got many languages which are official in South, official in South Africa, and it has been getting preached to all registrations that people should go and register, even those who are late. Mm-hmm. If requirements are, are there, people who want to get whatever that they want, they should just bring those requirements. I fear that there are child-headed uh, homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in, in the Eastern Cape, uh, like enough, I'm in the Eastern Cape, there are people, I'm not sure uh, what, what are they call, but they are social workers sort of, social workers sort of, they are visiting homes where child-headed homes are, and they register them. I'm sure they could, they, they, they must, they, there is a provision for them, because they will say, okay, we've got this one, two, three, four in this location, that are having this problem. Home affairs will do something for, for them. But those are the sort of people uh, who are here, even other countries, different countries, they also are living their lives. They are here. If they are here illegally, then law should just take it court. And also, I think there is the subject, uh, region, whatever, I don't know if it's a group or what, what, what is it called. I, I think a, a law uh, should be, can be introduced to say, okay, if somebody is found in South Africa illegally, no, no, South Africa mustn't just deport that person to that country and that country, and it, 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 it get left there. That country should do something about that person so that at least can minimize this. It, it, this shouldn't be a drop of soul. At, at, at hospitals now, you find home affairs, they give, getting a child there, home affairs is there. Home affairs is there. Mm. You get a, your birth certificate from hospital, and you are also given some days if something happened, you maybe home affairs are not there or whatever reason, to, to go and register a child within a certain period. They are both in hospital. You've been going to the clinic for the rest of nine months when you are pregnant. There is something that can support you if you feel that you, you if, if they feel there is something questionable about you. So people didn't do the, their birth certificate, but they were given chance. I know in Lucidi FM in Umsoni FM that has been traced. Even where I'm staying, people have been going to the rural areas, say to schools and everywhere, and uh, the people don't tend to ignore them. It shouldn't be a problem of government or school. A school should take a child who has got one, two, three, that is required. That should end there. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, that's Peter in Kofimbaba. And uh, before I go to Moses in Kahiso, uh, Liesl, if you could perhaps just please explain this issue of um, issuing a birth certificate, even if the child is not South African. 
Yes. So a birth certificate um, is uh, one of those rights in the in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights. Every child is entitled um, to a name and a nationality from birth, not necessarily South African nationality, but they are entitled to have their identity recognized. Um, so a South African child should get a South African birth certificate with an ID number, and a foreign child will get a, a birth certificate without an ID number. So um, children born in South Africa are uh, not all of them South African. If they are foreigners, they will receive a birth certificate that looks different. This birth certificate is incredibly important, uh, regardless of the um, status of the parents. They will need this birth certificate um, to have their nationality recognized when they go back to their nationality, uh, to their country of nationality. Also, South Africa has a law that says that a parent is not allowed to cross a border with a child without a birth certificate. So I don't know how Home Affairs thinks that these people will be able to cross the border if they won't give them a birth certificate. So what the, the effect is that people, if they ha- are here undocumented, they have children. They also can't leave the country because of the refusal for a birth certificate. And then the cycle continues and they just remain in South Africa. So it's also not very logical to not give uh, children of undocumented parents uh, birth certificates. Well, let's hear from Moses in Kahiso. Good morning, Moses. Morning, ma'am. How are you? Yes, uh, I've got a problem. Uh, uh, last uh, two weeks, I had a problem with my ex, and then we have to. We had to. Uh, I mean, she had to leave the country because she's from uh, Lesotho. Now, her problem was she uh, before she she uh, became my my girlfriend. But she um, she she uh, she had a boyfriend here. That man was uh, a South African. Now they had a child, and then but the uh, uh, the the, uh, the 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 girl the, the, this girl left the country because she didn't have a work permit. So she came here to work, and then every time every month she has to to go to Lesotho. Uh, well, to 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 well my to 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 renew her passport. So. And then uh, that problem uh, affected their ch- children. So, so how can we solve this? And then, so well, she she's from Lesotho, and the father of the children is South African. Yes, and the child is suffering there. The child is suffering there, and then the mother cannot leave uh, the child here. Okay, um, I'm not sure how much of that you understood, Liesel, but perhaps you have an answer to that. Well, if the father of this child um, is a South African citizen, uh, regardless of the mother's status, the child will be a South African. Um, so, if, so sometimes we have this misconception that children uh, of foreign mothers and South African fathers are not um, South African because we think that uh, nationality you get through your mother if your mother is unmarried, but that's not the truth. Uh, you can get your citizenship through your unmarried father. And um, that child, if the child is still here, can be registered um, uh, with the South African government as a South African citizen, even without uh, the help of the mother. Well, um, let's listen now. Uh, let's go to Ndileka in East London. Good morning. Morning, Sakina. How are you? Well, and you? I'm good, thank you. You've uh, jumped off Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, this case, I feel that it, it's not fair that whenever there's a challenge in this country, government is, is blamed. Government has got its own challenges, but Home Affairs in this instance has got a system. When children are born in hospital, they are registered. Then how be it that in the areas that, that, are, that are in borders, there's such a huge challenge in the same province, but we don't have such challenges in this side of the province.
I mean, it's obvious that it's, be, it's obviously because of the Lesotho and, and Eastern Cape issues and people that are in the country illegally. So I don't think it's, it's correct for, 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 for the people whenever there's a problem in the country that government is blamed. Is blamed, and the the policy has got to be observed all the time. When it comes to education, every right has got a, every child has a right to education, and parents have been given an option by Home Affairs that they must go to East London, and there's a, a, a verification process that must be undertaken. Can then that be observed, or can the policy then be 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 be, be, be observed in this in this issue? Thank you, SK. I wanted to say that. Okay, thank you so much, Ndileka. But uh, uh, pity you had to go so quickly because I was going to say there are some mitigating circumstances here uh, that can't be overlooked where people simply cannot afford in certain instances the costs of um, that process that needs to be undertaken. Uh, Tanazo in Randburg, good morning. Good morning, Vakina. How are you? Well, and you? Awesome. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, we have tied ourselves in a uh, in a very tight situation where we have set laws that we thought were going to protect us, and then at the same time, those laws are becoming laws that are sort of pitting around the lines of uh, abuse of human rights. I believe children should be educated, regardless nationality, regardless what paper they have, uh, regardless where they're from. You understand? Children just have to be educated. Education is just important for everyone. But then, um, on the other side, we have uh, laws that we have put in place, which, um, to some people, they are costly. Like you were saying just now, there are some people that can't even afford them. You understand? They can't afford to get proper mm. documents. And uh, it, it, it's a very tight situation. Some children, were not, uh, they, they didn't ask to be born, you understand? Mm. And they didn't ask to be born in another country or in South Africa. So... To have to be put in a in a situation where their future is now being tempered with just because their parents perhaps could not afford the papers or just uh, were not there to get those papers, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. Imagine a generation being raised like that. It's really unfair. Yeah. And, uh, I think the laws have to change. Laws have to change. Tandazo, thanks so much. And, um, you know, whether the laws have to change or not, you know, that's debatable. But I think the point that needs to be made here is that whether the parents are here legally or illegally, uh, the child still has certain rights. And when the parents are deported, at that point, the child will be deported with them. But in the meantime, what happens to that child when they find themselves in South Africa. Um, Puza in Barclay East, good morning. Puza? Good morning, uh, Wayne Look, what I'm trying to establish here, home affairs is not only Alwano that is affected with this issue of that is discussing now. I would like to speak to home affairs officials to visit the area of Barclay East, there are so many children out of school in this area. We open this issue of e-late registration so that we can access those people that have those registrations. We find that in our area we only have not it's only thirty kilometers fully foot borders and yet the situation that is inside in the other areas we don't have hospitals, then you have hospitals in South Africa, then the kid is born in South Africa, how to do in those meetings. So I would like to appeal to officials of home affairs to reopen this issue of registration and have visit those areas that are affected, really affected. And it must not be generalized as oh my son is saying have issue in in Umalang, similar to this one. They have to visit those areas. And you visit the home affairs when they visit in those areas that are, are affected with this issue of 
Yeah, without the registration. They just not patient. They just come one day with those mobile trucks, and after that they go without even people or eat. Is in a clear why they do not get those late registration and penalty. So my appeal is only one when I said I will meet with so and get what it would was there are a lot of people in our area, not only that took cars the whole is affected with this thing of registration. Okay. Thank you so much, uh, Puza and Barkley. It makes a very valid point. And uh, perhaps also not just going there for a day, but, you know, actually persisting and making sure that the issues are resolved. Uh, Siatile also says, Ndileka must understand that home affairs is only effective in the cities. Why should people have to travel to East London? Uh, my corner says, the voice clip from home affairs officer Maitlo Mechweta is so clear. I don't understand uh, why this is still being debated. It's being debated because uh, there are rights uh, that may be trampled upon here. Um, yes, my Chwete is clear. Yes, the law is clear. But, of course, the law extends uh, beyond just the documentation issue. It also speaks to other rights uh, that are enshrined, so those also need to be observed. Simpiwe Ngobo says, children shouldn't be denied the right for schooling. Admit the children and engage with the parents for documentation. Mm -hmm. Um, Outside Commissar says, uh, better give these kids birth certificates and they get an education than to deal with them as unemployed adults. Mm -hmm. Alva says, uh, they must deal with the issue for the sake of these children because the children did nothing wrong wrong and many people echoing that particular sentiment and then there's one here um, a message from Zukani who says I know the situation in Aliwal North and those kids even fall prey and are used as sex workers at a very early age because of this particular situation and um, as Puza was saying there it's perhaps a situation not peculiar to Aliwal North but I think we um, always ask where's the church you know where are the leaders in society and for that father joe we must say thank you so much uh to you and your colleagues for uh stepping up to the plate and making sure that you raise not just awareness but actually step in to take care of the situation uh just a parting shot in 15 seconds pastor joe yeah thank you and all the people have contributed to this touching very touching situation uh our call our call i'm bringing the call of the ministers fraternal our chairperson, a professor here, Magadma Mohadi, and the Reverend Monde, our secretary, and all the pastors, they are crying with the children. We are asking maybe the human rights lawyer to give us our, her contact where we can go to children's court to order, to order the schools to take these children as they wait their deportation, if that is possible. So that's our one thing we are asking, that we need the human rights to really give us that. And also, uh, to also help in this temporary place that we are having, we want people who can come and help us, okay? The Home Affairs can come to this place, it's called St. Francis, they can come there even today. The children are there, 66 of them. We need help. We okay. cannot. We cannot. We need these kids. 
to be back in school. So we will take up this situation, uh, Reverend Father Joe Kizito. Thank you so much. And we'll also put you in charge uh, in um, contact with uh, Liesl Miller, a lawyer for human rights. And thanks for your time as well, Liesl. And to all of you for participating. Thank you so much. Off to Cape Town now for a tomorrow's budget speech. You have a great day. Uh, Simpu Ngongan is standing by with the latest news.